0: everybody. Welcome back to Minx on Max going deeper for our season, season, season finale. Season one, episode 10, You Happened to Me.
1: Which is kind of beautiful, maybe. A little bit,
0: a little bit. I don't know if in in actuality was quite as beautiful.
1: Well, I mean, obviously we were dealing with potentially a finale. A stressful situation. A stressful situation, but probably also... We're dealing with a potential finale finale, so
0: "You Happen to Me" could be a really great line from like a '90s Freddie Prince Jr. movie. Okay,
1: it could be almost just as good. Like it could be also from Casablanca.
0: I guess. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going with she's all that part two. Like that could you, be the big line. You
1: happen to me, kid.
0: <laughs> like, you happen to me, and then you happen to me again. <laughs>
1: That sounds like Keanu. You've been watching The Matrix.
0: <laughs> I, I, guys, go watch The Matrix Res uh, Resurrections. Sorry, guys. Our cat is sneezing and eating our soundproofing foam. All right. <laughs> so what's your drinking, lover?
1: I don't know. You made it.
0: So we have an Alexander. So we have some... Uh, probably better brandy than i really should have spent on for for this drink <laughs> and it's a super cheap cacao. i mean de it's ca- going to
1: last us for the rest of our lives so
0: <laughs> i don't know i kind of like brandy the creme de cacao though that's going to last us. for the rest of our lives yes we will be leaving that to our i mean i think we threw
1: away a bottle of Rasmataz at yes. some point <laughs>
0: Yes, this uh, experiment, well, again, I don't know, we have another season now, but this experiment in 70s mixology has definitely left us with so many creme de in our in our mm-hmm. collection that we would have probably not taken the time to invest in. So, we've got uh, basically cream, creme de cacao, and brandy. So All right. Drink up me hearties, yo-ho. yo-ho. I don't know if that's as funny this week as it used to be.
1: It's a 100% a dessert drink.
0: It's not too sweet, though. I got the driest brandy I could find.
1: No, it's not too sweet. But it's, I mean, it's, not to be gross, but it's its milky. Like, I don't, you're not going to be like, oh, let's grab, let's grab dinner and Drink, a drink of, with cream in it. A cream cocktail. I mean, I know the dude would think differently, but...
0: I've definitely eaten dinner with some people at TGI Fridays, drinking like white, mudslides and things white Russians. and white Russians.
1: <laughs> this is not my preference. At TGI
0: Fridays in 2002, I mean, that, that's good time. It's a
1: wild time. It is full of cream drinks and appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> Just appetizers on appetizers. The
0: amount of weight I gained on beer, Lynchburg lemonades, and hot wings. Oh, man go back. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. Going back would mean that we're at low wasted jeans again, but we are kind of at low. I don't know where we are anymore. But we're simultaneously at the highest wasted jeans I've ever owned Nobody in my life. Nobody knows what a
0: waist is anymore. It's
1: pandemonium. I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, but we're back at the, like 70s 70s, which was then we're back at the late 2000s, which was kind of the tail of the 90s, which was kind of the 70s again. And here we are right back at Minx, the full on 70s of it all. I mean, we haven't talked about the fashion in a while. Fashion still
0: oh on point every uh, single time
1: amazing the beauty squad of of this this show is Doug is just coming so done
0: in his fashion in this episode
1: he is but I mean that's on purpose I mean I feel like he he looked a little bit more spelt uh, early on I, I feel like it, we're making him a little greasiering as we go but you know that's what we going to do but anyway so we, yes. Episode ten. We're here. We're here. You, you've probably been here, but we're here,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're excited.
1: And we start off with VO, which I just
0: said, like DJ Man is back, and he is creepy.
1: He's creepy. He's 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 narrating what he wants out of his life, and we see his wife making dinner, and he's making advances. I mean. Let, let's be fair. Like not like crazy. Like not a salty type advantage.
0: It looks basically like when I was making dinner tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> but.
1: Uh, but you were but making you, you were you, making dinner. I was tonight. making
0: dinner and you were smiling. So <laughs> that, that, that changes a lot.
1: The tone is different. She's making nachos, which you could do like. She's like, oh, right, great. I've got this classy guy who wants a nachos for dinner. But no no shade. I mean, nachos are great. I would but eat
0: nachos for dinner every day if I wanted to live not past 60.
1: But so, yeah, basically he's kind of describing his idyllic life about the, the woman he wants and the life he wants. And I don't remember all the things he said because he was kind of just spewing bullshit uh because what's really happening is she's kind of like smacking him away like not tonight i don't want that not now and she gives him his nachos and he's like i like them spicy she's like oh okay and she goes and chops up a whole mess of jalapenos (laughs) uh chop 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 and she picks them up with her hands i was like oh that sounds smart and she dumps them on her nachos And then he's like, she's like, sure, baby, I will uh, give you a little handy that you've been pressing for after she just dumped that handful of jalapenos. And yeah, it got spicy.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb here. I've been saving this material since I first saw it, but I don't know if I have 10 more 70s drinks in me for next season. So first drink of next season, I'm going to invent myself. It's going to be the jalapeno handy.
1: <laughs> Calling it right
0: now Yes Alright So I have until next season to perfect the Jalapeno Handy Probably a tequila based drink Seems like it should be mm-hmm. So I don't know I've been, But Handy kind of rhymes with Shandy So maybe we throw like some Sprite in there Some lemons I, I don't know we'll, I'll, I'll workshop that for you guys
1: Alright you've heard it here first
0: <laughs> You can be waiting
1: with bated breath For the Jalapeno Handy Love it So Joyce is back so we, we, move, we move from, you know, he's freaking out, he's in pain, you know, that his uh, good time is not turning out the way he wanted. And then we move from that on and Joyce is, is back. She's staring at the, the board, the layout of the magazine, and she's looking at the Christmas centerfold and she is not pleased.
0: I did say, though, they got the goat mostly deflated.
1: I, I don't know if that was eighty or ninety percent. We we there was negotiation back and forth. I feel I like that's
0: thirty-five <laughs> percent. I feel like they did better than than we were led to expect.
1: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do we wanna get into this? Like, is the percentages is, is it like I mean, I guess it's the whole conversation about grower where kind of thing. But there was still like a lot of length. It was just leaning farther down than it was initially.
0: I feel like that's an important... I feel like the angle is important. <laughs> I feel like the angle is more important than the girth.
1: Well, I want to talk about girth.
0: You want to go in with length then?
1: I mean, I guess length because it... It, it,
0: it had all three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it had a lot of things.
0: Let's workshop it. Let's, let's go. I think angle is the most... Okay. Is the most frightening when it if comes to... If it's not to-
1: just like coming at you, like... <laughs> Nee, 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 nee. <laughs> exactly.
0: I think it can be as long and as fat as it wants to be, as long as it's not coming at you. <laughs> okay. It, 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 do you feel differently? I, I'm, I I, I'm up for. I'm listening. I, 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 I don't this know. Is a, this is a woman's voice here, so.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. It it still it still looked like it could get the job done if it wanted to. <laughs> It wasn't actually, because the original angle we saw was like, it was going to poke him in the face. <laughs> right. So it definitely actually. It was greater than horizontal. It was. It really probably came down almost 180 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of math. It's been I a while like, since I've done like geometry. I feel like we
0: could do all sorts of diagrams on Instagram, <laughs> and we probably shouldn't.
1: We probably shouldn't. But I don't have I don't have a compass, or like I don't even know. I don't know. Like when was
0: the last time you pulled out a protractor?
1: Oh my gosh! Like that—that that was I was like, what's the thing we used to? Have? <laughs> I don't know, um, but. So she goes over, ding dong, uh, goes over to Doug's house and Teens answers the door. Yeah, Tina. And she's like, oh,
0: oh, oh,
1: wait. Oh, she's like looking around like, am I <laughs> like at the right, the right place?
0: Like, like, it has "dr" on. <laughs> it does that in your <laughs> Yes. On the door. <laughs> she's like, oh,
1: I guess I am. Okay. um, How long has this been going on? You know it? Wait, no, it's none of my business. <laughs> Congratulations. Is this is good. <laughs> blink if you need help (laughs) like okay so then doug shows up he's like hey how's it going i basically you know he's like i'm sure you're here with your hat in your hand but he's like i'm making
0: making pancakes or flapjacks or whatever he says
1: wait till you taste these fluffies fluffies (laughs) i was like i don't know how i feel about that but
0: before that though i just said of course he has exotic birds
1: Of course he does. And they kind of have matching robes. (laughs) They're different colors, but they got a stripe and like a very thick velour feel to them.
0: And Doug has his medallion on with his robe.
1: Of course he does. It's like probably, it's too long to not be able to come off. Like he like was given it as a child and now it's like a part of him. But (laughs) (laughs) but it definitely is a part of him.
0: But she, uh, Joyce asks Tina about the birds. She does say, it's not my favorite affectation. (laughs)
1: Uh Tina. Tina Tina Tina. Yeah, I just have yeah, I have the robes. The the robes were like a thing for me. I was like, oh we're getting really domestic. (laughs) I mean, it's a Sunday morning, we're making pancakes, and yeah, he's like, Come on, eat some pancakes, and she's like, Are you are you okay with this? I guess I guess we're third wheeling it now. And then we had another ding dong, and he's like, It's a busy Sunday. <laughs> Who else is here to have fun? Like, make me feel awesome. And he's like, Damn it. Or whatever he says. I don't know. And I DJ is suing Minx that it gave his wife the idea to give him a spicy hand job that has like mutilated his penis, basically.
0: Damage to the foreskin and audacious blistering of the shaft.
1: Yes. That is some. Great wordsmithing <laughs> that we get from, I know, uh, this this character actor, who's the attorney, is everywhere.
0: Right. Is he Maniac Mansion guy? Is that him? or?
1: I don't know about Maniac Mansion. What I think of him the most, which is maybe, I don't know if he wants or not, but in City Slickers, him and not Dennis Nedry are Ben and Jerry's. Like oh, Ben really? and Jerry's ice cream. Oh,
0: I, I've not seen City Slickers. Uh,
1: they might have different name, but it might be something in Ira, maybe, is what their names are. But that's basically who they are. And they're, like, on this dude ranch trip. And they're constantly talking about the types of ice cream that they would pair <laughs> with names. <things. laughs> i know he's in a ton of other things as he you know i, I don't know his name but we'll have to we'll have to look it up and make sure but he's he's fantastic and so doug is talking about this is his long-standing attorney this happens all the time right like
0: let's just settle this like no like we're counter suing we're going big
1: like we want to make a big splash we want all the publicity he's he's become like a publicity hound He he's like that helped to a certain degree with the bonfire and all of that. And he's like, let's just keep it going, keep it going. And I don't, do we ever hear the the attorney's name? I don't think so. But he's like, no, no," like, I don't know. And Joyce is like, I don't know that this is the right thing to do. You know, it might be too much. She's like, why am I named in this suit? Anyway, like, I'm just an employee. She's like, no, like, you created the Matriarch Awakens, which is technically the first issue of this. So you are named because it's your...
0: You have proprietary rights over this intellectual property, which she did not think she had.
1: No, she thought she'd given that up, basically. And so this is a new revelation for her as well. It's like, well, shit, like I've been operating all this time without any of the benefits of proprietary rights. But now I'm getting all the negatives of proprietary rights by being sued. And yeah, so the next thing I have is DJ's back on the air.
0: The Willie and Franco show. And they're basically inventing Al Bundy's No Ma'am. <laughs> or the National Organization of Men Against Amazonian Masterhood? <laughs> I don't. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been 20 something years. I mean,
1: years. I love some Katie Seagull and I love her portrayal of Peg Bundy, which, technically, now with all the ownerships, everyone's saying she's a dizzy princess. Really? <laughs> I mean, technically, all the. If you put the corkboard up, draw all the red lines with oh, all man. the yarn. She's a Disney princess. I mean, if we could see
0: Peg Bundy and Meg from Hercules and Princess Leia, like, kind of go do their buddy girl thing. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm watching that movie tomorrow.
1: I think we can create some art right now. Like,
0: like, Hollywood call me? Or is this more of like a uh, Orlando call me? I don't know how that's... <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't know who... Yeah, who... Well,
0: Hollywood, if you're trying to get me on the line and it's busy, it's Orlando. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> with them. So you were too late.
1: Right, so they're back on the air, and yeah, they're like, like the women free ride is over. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. The like hot thirty seconds that maybe something happened. Like <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: And they have the big, you know, they're men, M E N, whatever. And they're like, and of course, Franco's like, did you notice it spells men? Like that's very clever. Like men are very smart.
1: Uh, okay. But at the same time, I want to call attention to this and like, cause it's funny, ha ha ha. But they call on a full offensive against Joyce specifically as Mm -hmm. a person. Who knows what could happen? This is the irresponsibility of men thinking they're clever and they're cute and they can say whatever they want to say. Cause you don't know what Yahoo is listening to this bullshit and is going to do something crazy. And we see crazy. On a relatively small scale. But not to, is like... This,
0: a, this is a post-January 6th show, so...
1: Exactly. Okay. So one person, one person... I mean, I don't know when they filmed this. I mean, this came out... I was just talking about... Was it. Was it it's March? Been two
0: years now, so... Oh, right, Yeah, exactly. so one idiot with a bad haircut can cause a lot of damage.
1: Exactly. You say one thing that, that, like, you're saying in jest, but it lines up with someone else's philosophy, and they have a much different bent on the situation, then... Joyce could be murdered. I mean, that's not what this show is going to do. I, I mean, that was a, HBO, we take it a real hey, hard HBO fucking show. HBO has
0: some moments in season, in episode nines of things.
1: They <laughs> so do. So we, we made it
0: through episode nine with nobody getting beheaded. That's, this is true.
1: This is true. But we have a weird, surreal moment later on. Yes. But, but that's the truth. Like, you know, the women's free ride is over. You got your 30 seconds of whatever. Now we're going to burn this woman in effigy slash. If you really want to burn her in real life, go ahead. Mazel tov. Like, <laughs> I mean, if she's got to be careful about what she puts out there in her publication that might persuade his wife to give him a jalapeno handy, then he maybe needs to be responsible for the what he's putting out there that could incite violence against her person as well
0: as bottom dollar. I'm just getting thirsty thinking about a jalapeno handy. I need to start infusing that today. As it's gonna get
1: real spicy because we don't know when season two is coming out. <laughs> I mean
0: I'm gonna go get some uh, some we've got some Terramana left over. It's not as good as the Casamigos. So, sorry, Rock, but George Clooney makes better tequila. Sorry. You're you're big. I I you're you're really, really big. You're you're a very large person, but George Clooney makes better tequila. Let's
1: be fair George Clooney's got a little bit more time right now
0: <laughs> love George Clooney
1: but not as busy as the rock
0: that's true We'll get some tequila infusing with some jalapenos and we'll we'll figure this out
1: but so so now Joyce knows like she and she's going and talking to Richie and who kn- who knew she's half owner per per the legalese and she's like per a real saucy uh legal clerk at ucla
0: <laughs>
1: and she's talking to her she's like he can't do this like you saw the photos you hated the photos this is our baby this is this you know
0: and he's like i, I- like, baby's the wrong analogy. <laughs> He's like, I don't,
1: my maternal instincts are not kicking in. She's like, okay, well, she's like, I can't do this without you. I don't want to do this without you, which we hear again later. Mm-hmm. And I just have here, I was like, this is the best Richie and Joyce
0: moment. Yes, yes.
1: It's, it's special. And she's like recognizing, she's not saying it specifically, but she's Joyce recognizing. Has been,
0: Richie has been Doug's employee who mm-hmm. has been working for Joyce. But this is a moment we see their family. And we we've seen like him be fun and 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 push her out of comfort zone. I mean, like, being like we oh, haven't hey girl. seen her really respect him as an artist,
1: as an artist, and say like this is our time. Mm-hmm. This is a huge opportunity for you too, and and who you are, and what you're able to say, and for you to be out and loud and proud. I mean, obviously he is, but there's still we're not even really talking about the oppression that's happening for the LGBTQ plus community at this time. And she's she's saying it without saying it, which is still a little bit of like white women privilege. Uh, but also the sentiment is let's build something together. Let's do this together. Let's make this say what we wanted it to say for you and for me and for your people and my people who are all need another voice.
0: And then they go to get Bambi, and she starts giving the big <laughs> speech You're like,
1: okay. Well, but she's doing that for two reasons.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. yes, 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 yes.
1: And he's like, you don't have shoes. And she's like, the earth, the earth is my, my shoes. shoe. I have, just side notes, so many Bambi-isms throughout this episode. <laughs> so much so, when we get to another one in a minute, like, there's a whole series, Instagram series that I, I want to put together. She's, she's like, you don't have to sell me. I'm out. I'm, I'm in. Let's go. But also... Partly because Shelly's, Shelly's inside. Shelly's in the building. Shelly is inside. She's like, we're not going inside. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not even going back in to get my shoes. We're good to go. And Speaking of
0: fashion, though, Bambi's dress is, Bambi, is fabulous.
1: All of her dresses are fabulous. I mean, fabulous. I'm not
0: trying to be like a horny weirdo dude, but like, I mean, she is working that thing.
1: Well, in crochet dresses, so 70s. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it feels like... It's a place and a time. I don't want one. It's fine. <laughs> but it looks fantastic on her. And we'll just leave it there. And it's so good.
0: I have... Joyce, is that your first swear? If you have anything before that, go right ahead.
1: That's what it is. And I have, like... I want to make sure... I don't know exactly what it is. She's like, a man gets, like, a bubble of his penis and he's fucking... Or he's a wiener and he's, like, fucking something. I don't remember exactly what it said. It was... It was a good flow. And, and yeah, Richie was proud. Like, is this your first swear? <laughs>
0: So shout outs to our parent podcast, Forbidden Cinema, where we actually talked about Tremors this week and a movie that got turned off for swearing. And I went a little swear happy in that episode. So it is funny. Like boys of a certain age really think swearing is funny. So check us out, uh, Forbidden Cinema, if you have a moment.
1: We actually have a little bit of a tie in a little bit later, too, that I'll bring up on that episode as well. But so I have over here Bambi-ism. They start storming. He's like, I've never stormed in before. They're in a perfect triad of walking into bottom dollar. Richie says, I've never quit anything before. And Baby says, I have. There was bloodshed. Yes. Bambi-ism per- perfection number two. We've already
0: talked about the murders in the hills. Like the Manson murders? Oh, no, no. Not those. Right. But the next line my stomach feels like a butter churn at the Spawn Ranch. Yes. Are you I, familiar with the Spawn Ranch? Um. Yes. Okay. I am.
1: Yes. Those are the bands. Those murders. are the
0: bands. <laughs> so she's in both.
1: Right. I I have to think that maybe she's talking about the Wonderland murders the last mm. time, which are
0: okay brutal.
1: Okay. I mean, that's another movie that I feel like you put on and I watched. And no,
0: I, I watched the whole movie with you.
1: Whew,
0: yeah, yeah, it was rough. It's not like hey, there's Iceman. and. <laughs> That's, no that's not a Hey There's Iceman movie. I mean, or, there's the Saint.
1: I mean it's Man, called I Kilmer. I,
0: I saw I, I saw the Saint with two girls in the same day.
1: Cool. <laughs> we also watched the Saint. It wasn't you didn't watch it with me and another girl the same no, day. No. Anyway. I watched it with you a different day. I'm sorry everyone, you didn't need to witness that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then we've got Shelly. So, yeah, we've got the bloodshed comment. Then we're back to Shelly. Shelly's on Bambi's house, which is very hippie, but she's got a princess phone. Mm-hmm. And Shelly's talking to the princess phone. She's talking about someone's ball game. Oh, she wish she could be there. You know, oh, and just all the details. And like, oh, that sounds fantastic. Like, I'll be there when I get back from my trip. And then she starts cleaning up Bambi's space. And so she's like, she's been in this moment. I mean, we don't see a lot of Shelly in this episode.
0: No. She's had this moment. She's had this adventure. She's had this... Awakening. But she still probably thinks of herself predominantly as mom.
1: Yeah. She's still predominantly mom. She's still still the caretaker. And she's not comfortable letting that go. And that's not a problem. And so I think we, we get to that a little bit later on, too. But Richie says... So Richie's talking to Doug and basically got to make me an offer. I can't refuse. I don't know if this is pre, I don't know where the, uh, the Godfather Godfather comes in. This is set in 73,
0: 74.
1: Uh, it might be earlier actually. I mean, 72. Because last week we had sixty eight seventy two, sixty eight seventy two. You're right,
0: you're right. Yeah, you're right. I feel like that has gotta predate the Godfather. I feel like the Godfather is later, but I I don't know. I
1: I'm not sure. But so is, are we saying that Richie coined "You gotta make me offer. <laughs> I can't re- can't refuse." But basically, he gives Doug a list of demands. If you can meet them, then we'll we'll talk. And so then he hands that off to Tina, and he's like, "You got the address?" And she's like, "Yes." And Joyce is like eyebrow eyebrow i mean ophelia love her face acting is so good just eyebrows scrunches this the face acting is a uh, fantastic
0: i feel like 10 episodes in i'm starting to notice that she's putting on an american accent mm. it, it's not like claire forlani mall rats you know <laughs> it, it's,
1: well but once you've heard her speak and it's, it's she's so such,
0: different right
1: she has such a pronounced accent uh, british accent that i feel like, like i oh, can wow. watch
0: what she's doing with her tongue and that, that's <laughs> i'm sorry that sounded so terrible
1: <laughs> but i'm sure it's intentional like you got to get in that zone so then they're going over and I got doug is jello mold charming <laughs> the dj's wife whose name is wanda
0: i love it i love the jello mold it's We've been through so many pages of so many cookbooks just looking at old horrific jello molds.
1: This one at least was like peaches.
0: It was fruit. It was all fruit. There was no salmon. There was no olives. <laughs> Thank the Lord. There was no celery.
1: It, it all seemed above board.
0: <laughs> there was no like shrimp or whatever.
1: And she's like, oh no. I mean, I'm really watching my figure. But so they're like starting to chat and he's starting to kind of lay it on. And then. Joyce shows up at the sliding glass door, and she's like, "Joyce Brigger,
0: <laughs> local
1: celebrity." And you know, she comes in, and they're kind of like quabble, quabble, whatever. And she's like, "Are you doing an item?" And like, "No, absolutely not." She's like, "Oh, okay."
0: She says, "You were giving off some real jilted lover vibes."
1: <laughs> I mean, kind of. And she does say, like, "He broke my heart as a business partner." And I think that that's true. I think that they both are feeling feeling that right now. I
0: think that this scene, though, this points out kind of our thesis of this entire series so far better than anything. Because she, Wanda, is it Wanda? Yeah. Is telling her story, her yes. woman's voice, her story. And Joyce and Doug are more concerned with their rivalry. Mm-hmm. And they're just bickering. They're not paying any attention to the voice of this woman who has been awakened by what they've done.
1: Right. They're completely ignored it. Like, and they're like, but you obviously weren't, my story didn't tell you to do it. She's like, but no, like I no, I was directly influenced by your story. No, like I didn't, I've never been assaulted or all of this time. Like there, I've definitely been living my life, like doing things that I don't really want to do. And I was tired of being told who I should be and in my own home. And yes, you did tell me that. And yes, I was inspired by that. And then she's like, well, I didn't really like inspire you to incite violence. She's like, well, I didn't really think it would be violence. I thought it'd be funny. Ha ha. But it was not so funny. And it's like, oh, okay. Well then, okay. Yes, then this is directly inspired. But don't tell Doug your story. He doesn't care. Like, tell me your story. Like, I care back and forth and back and forth. Exactly what you're saying. And she stands up and says, no, I won't be a pawn. I won't be a pawn in this. And I'm going to tell my own story and they're put in their place and doug's disappointed because he feels like joyce blew it and joyce is like oh i get it i'm not any better at this at this in this moment so we move on wanda's gonna tell her story i'm so want to see how she's gonna tell her story then we then we go to we're back at the djs and they're like oh we've got women who are on our side and we've got Bridget Westbury, our congresswoman, she is back.
0: Yeah uh, I don't like her. We don't like her, do we?
1: No, we don't. I mean, she's playing a fantastic she's doing a fantastic job acting the shit out of this because I'm sure you know this is a character. but what does she say? Like people protest, pipelines and this and that and those are all for the infant the greater good and the greater infrastructure but porn porn does nothing good for anybody and i can't remember the word she uses that she coins basically
0: i don't remember but we're gonna have a what a san fernando valley free of pornography and one of them says leave the filth to the dirty europeans
1: <laughs> right i'm like there is no way that both of these men would want a porn free no. <laughs> <laughs> no way Absolutely not.
0: Their dicks have been insulted by porn this week.
1: This week.
0: And so... But
1: they're forgetting that (laughs) porn, usually, it is only in a small percentage at this moment, porn means... Yeah, what's insulted their dick and has incited their wives to riot, uh, but usually 99.9% of all the other porn is porn that they enjoy, and they have not thought that far in advance.
0: I, I feel like that's that's the funniest thing about this. I is know. That, you know, these guys that are probably <laughs> love porn.
1: <laughs> right. I'm sure they do.
0: They are probably on the bottom dollar wall. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> I mean, he he hits a little clapping applause button, like, which is I'm sure is right next to his wolf whistle button, which he would be
0: (laughs) pushing, pushing
1: anyway. And Franco, because it's Franco's, Franco is uh, Sam Levine. Levine.
0: So Franco has some sage advice.
1: He's like, absolutely. I blame this all on Maude, Mary Tyler Moore, like lesser importance, but that girl as well. (laughs) I <laughs> like,
0: I think as a feminist being in there with Mary Tyler Moore and Maude, that's that's pretty high company.
1: It's pretty high company, but still like Ma- I mean Maude B. Arthur. Yes, she's pretty like in your face. But Mary Tyler Moore, I mean, she he- was single. I know, love is all around, but she was single. We're gonna make it- but there was a We're lot my- of. They, they did this huge thing about, like, she had been engaged, but she'd broken off because they didn't want her to be divorced. She's
0: Dick Van Dyke's ex-wife.
1: Exactly. They di- Exactly. They didn't want her to be divorced from Dick Van Dyke. But, I mean. Do you
0: want anybody to no, be divorced from Dick No, I don't. Van Dyke? Like, exactly. He's adorable. He's. He's he, still with us, right? Yes. Yes, and he is. Guys, can we protect him?
1: Let's, let's create a bubble around Dick Van Dyke. Let's just, like, hold him tight. Let's let him because dance. Julie Andrews is still with us, too. Yes, Julie Andrews is. So is Mary Tyler Moore. Come on, guys. Like, can we save them? I think where Tyler Moore is, isn't she? I don't know. I think so. I think so.
0: Doris Day isn't, but she was like 107.
1: But she hadn't been seen forever. She's yeah. been hiding hiding with puppy dogs. Okay. Which is fine. But no, Dick Van Dyke is. And it, no, I'm not saying like. Maybe but it's just
0: purity that keeps these people. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's just joy. It's, joy. Dancing. it's okay. dancing. It's dancing. He keeps dancing. So no, like I'm not saying like you know, they should have let her be Dick, because it's a different character. It's not the same character, but they knew that it was so intrinsically tied to Dick Van Dyke that people would riot if they thought that she had been divorced from Dick Van Dyke. But they had to cultivate her as a single woman to let her be the single woman that was On her own. But she did do amazing things. And I love her and I love that show. And that also was the launch of Betty White as Sue Ann Nivens, which if y'all don't know Betty White (laughs) as Sue Ann Nivens, you need to be checking that shit out. Because originally her character Sue Ann Nivens, they had written and wanted her to be Blanche Devereaux because that was really the character that people had always seen her as. And she said, No, let me try this. Let me try and be this different person. And she just broke into our hearts as Rosen Island in a completely different way. But she's a saucy bitch, <laughs> as Sue Niven. <laughs> I love that. That's my introduction because I grew up watching Mary Tyler Moore. And so I love it. But that girl, that girl is. I don't really know. I kind of feel like maybe that um, new girl is playing on a little bit of a that girl vibe, but I, I don't see that. know enough about it. But it was Marlo Thomas, which is Danny Thomas. We're Re- off
0: the rails, people. Sorry, but, but- I'm
1: I'm nick nitin' so hard. There's like a famous uh, Dick Van Dyke episode that deals with Danny Thomas. It's very strange. It's like an alien episode. But then Marlo Thomas is his daughter, who winds up being Rachel Green's mother down the line. Anyway.
0: Okay, so Back to Minx on Max, uh, off of our uh, Nick at Night <laughs> tangent there. <laughs> uh, if you guys want a Nick at Night podcast, uh, hit us up and we'll see what we can do for you. <laughs> I don't know if I can do three podcasts a week, people. It's about to kill me.
1: Oh, my gosh, But Like, Nick, Nick at Night. Oh, man. That's like my childhood. We could really, yes.
0: Nick at Night after dark.
1: All the the sexy episodes of uh, all the episodes where they weren't in their twin beds. (laughs)
0: All the episodes were sexy if you know where to look.
1: (laughs) Anyway, uh, but so now um, Willie and Franco have decided they're going to fund all the lawsuits of other men who want to get involved. And our lawyer is like, fuck. Now we got a problem. Now he's listening to this on the radio and he's like, you need to fold.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's like, "It's good that this partnership is dissolving anyway, because it's time for you guys to go this separate way. It doesn't this is, really this is like is done. you get along anyway."
1: And he's like, "You'll be fine. You'll save bottom dollar. You go back to what you do. You'll be good, Joyce. You can ride this train, ride this notoriety, and you will find anything that you want in the publishing world."
0: But Minx is over. Right, be done. They've won.
1: And, oh, and then the guys are out protesting and they're saying, tame the minks, tame the minks. And we even have like our porn reporter, which I'm a little disappointed because he seemed to be a fan. But,
0: <laughs> but also I guess
1: we find out in a, he in is a bottom second, dollar's
0: biggest fan,
1: bottom dollar's biggest fan slash, uh, Doug Renetti's biggest hater. Like he's like, the biggest hate mail because we've got. Yeah, we've got people who are protesting. It's kind of slowly escalating, but not seemingly that big of a deal. Joyce and Doug specifically, he's like, no, I'm going to fight this. Like, let's do this. And Tony's like, I'm out. I'm not going to do this with you. You're either going to do this, you're either going to dissolve, or and I'm not fighting this. I'm not I'm like going to town on this. And they're out there protesting. Is and, this when
0: Bambi decides she's going to yes. talk him down?
1: She's like, I've got it. I'm going to go out. And she says, I'm a vessel of power. Every one of these men fantasizes about me and they will obey my every command, <laughs> which is amazing. And she's like, That was my Cleopatra audition. <laughs> which,
0: and then she immediately, Midvale School for the Gifted, pushes the pull door.
1: Oh, does she? I yes. didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's pushing the door. And Doug's like, Bambi, pull. <laughs>
1: I didn't even yes. see that at all. I was making a note.
0: My elementary school had that hanging on our on our guidance counselor's wall, but they'd actually like photoshopped in our school name instead of Midvale.
1: Oh well, yeah, ours and I went to a magnet school, so it had that too, yeah. So she's out there and she's like, "Guys, you know, like you've seen me, you love me."
0: She even tells us her real name, which I did not write down.
1: It was all over the place. <laughs> It was basically like a Cleopatra level type of name. We need to go back and listen. She's like, it's taught me things. It's made me realize my truth. I know that, you know, this has been taught. Change is hard. You know, she's giving a great speech. Like, but we can do this together and it'll be fantastic. And like, let's just. And then. I mean,
0: you're like explosions and her running back in. <laughs> she's
1: like, I told them I'm retiring from nude modeling and they think I've been brainwashed. And I might have made a mistake. <laughs>
0: And she's like, fall back, we'll be pinned down, but it's the best cover.
1: Right, like, just like, wait, what? <laughs> but before that, Joyce is watching her, her and Tina are watching her through the window, and she makes some crazy comment about a swan, like, basically shedding her feathers and becoming her own, and I don't even know what she said, and Tina's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm not into anything that's happening right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of birds in this episode.
1: There are a lot of birds in this episode. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, virtue is like I'm gonna fall back. I'm like, like, where, where is that coming from? Like, he has a military family.
0: That makes so much sense.
1: <laughs> and so they're they're retreating to uh, the, the, the I think they said the prop room,
0: something. Maybe. It's one of their staging rooms, right? With all and they're pushing over the the couches and taking the bags of fan mail <laughs> to sandbags.
1: And they're like, yeah, pulling the blinds, dimming the lights, and
0: Tina's pouring drinks, and they're reading the fan mail.
1: Yeah, baby says, "Oh, you hear her? Like she's sitting under the table, and she's been reading fan mail, and it's like we we are making a difference. People are feeling like they have a voice, and they never had. People are inviting us to their weddings. <laughs> Someone sent a recipe for some sort of Italian salad. It sounds amazing.
0: I just said invitation to wedding, a baby named Joyce, and oh, this one has a soda can for reference." <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a dick pic <laughs> just to get an idea of the size
1: got it that's intense and so they're all kind of having a moment and you see like doug silently kind of like okay this is bigger than i thought this is this is making a difference Every, everybody's getting into it and it's like wait what do we smell what am i smelling i don't know
0: has doug already called the police at this point
1: he has to call the police. And they're like
0: nope, not coming. The police Isn't aren't coming. Is the same coming.
1: police officer from the from Bambi's arrest? Um, it's the same police police officer you. from the raid. From the raid. Okay. For the raid when she's like, she's like Floyd or whatever his <laughs> name is. Like, you better not touch my whatever. And he's like, I got you, Tina.
0: <laughs> it, no, she calls him teens.
1: Yeah, he does or he call calls him teens.
0: her teens. Yeah.
1: Yeah, everybody knows. I can't remember. Oh, my space heater. <laughs> you better not touch my space heater. <laughs>
0: I knew I recognized him from earlier. Yeah, he's in the from series. the raid.
1: And yeah, con- councilwoman's like, they're on their own. Nope. Let's like, basically, let's see what happens. Let's let the place be destroyed, basically, which I don't really feel like she has a right to do. I guess that's a thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think police answer to the councilwoman. Um, no,
1: I don't think they do at all. I don't think that's the hierarchy at all. I don't think she has any involvement with the police whatsoever. She gets to like do districts and statutes and maybe changing some codes.
0: I mean, she's rich and she's white, so obviously she can tell most police what to do, but she is a woman. So, like
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's
0: like police aren't going to listen to a woman.
1: I mean, they seem to be, which is which is also where we fall in in this whole myriad of things is like there's progress. For some women, there's not progress. For some women, there's progress. For some women, that kind of nixes the progress for other women. It's complicated, but yeah, there is really
0: like a only one woman can get ahead kind of vibe. A lot of places in this Welcome. show.
1: Welcome to a lot of like that's still kind of a vibe sometimes, but there can be only one.
0: Where <laughs> even though so highlander I, in the main feed,
1: I hate it, but <laughs> sometimes being a woman is like being a highlander. But it's less about beheading and more about like fashion. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, like,
0: two uh, weeks ago, like fourteen days ago, this exact moment, I was saying I might be a Highlander. I'm immune to COVID, and <laughs> we've learned that that's not true. <laughs> Speaking of things that didn't age well, Doug says call the Russians,
1: and she's like, Tina says, I already did. <laughs> Uh yeah, doesn't age well, doesn't bode well, and so then we get some like really sentimental sanity song. They're reading the 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 fan mail, the reader mail. The Russians are coming in with bats, and we and we do
0: have the one bottom dollar guy like posing next to his his hate mail on Doug's door. Right, That's great.
1: But we got a slow mo of like no one's actually being attacked. It's very it's very like they could
0: have gone full HBO on it, and I'm glad they didn't.
1: They didn't. This is not the space for a bloody HBO show. And so I th- I'm glad that we did not end on that note. But we, we're alluding to that note um, by Russians with bats. And people are being dragged out and holding onto doors. And then we've got this sentimental reading.
0: I mean, Russians are after Paddington, guys.
1: <laughs> Paddington has is so much better than it has any right to be. I think that...
0: Made like some list of the top twenty movies of the last ten years <laughs> of some major critic.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. So that that kind of resolves. I mean, that's done at least. Like the the. But this is after oh, you. You stop me though. But what am I smelling? And they're burning Joyce in effigy. Yes, they're burning a sex doll <laughs> with Joyce's face on it. it I bet it. you a
0: sex doll does not smell good when it's burning.
1: No, it has to.
0: Ugh. It probably doesn't smell that great when it's not burning. No,
1: I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of things there. So then we kind of this wraps up, and we're kind of seeing people in their own spaces. Um, and we see Tina looking at. A huge myriad of incredibly impressive university acceptance letters. hmm So I don't know what her plan is, but that's exciting. She's obviously looking to expand and do more. She recognizes what she's been doing and, and the business acumen she has and, may- and wants to expand that and make that official, which is fantastic.
0: We see Shelly at home.
1: We, sho- we see Shelly has left Bambi a note. Yes, yes, yes. After the place is all clean. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of sighs. And then we see Shelly at home.
0: We see Bambi being a little sadder than I thought she would be.
1: Yeah, I think she was sad. I mean, I think they had a special bond. They had a special bond before they maybe had a sexual moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that Shelly, they both both gained something from each other. Shelly's acceptance brought a level... Of legitimacy in mean, the same way with Doug that Baby was maybe looking for. I don't know. Baby doesn't seem like she needs anybody else to define her. She seems to know who I think who in she this is. episode
0: we realize she does.
1: Maybe a little bit. But so then, yeah, then we see Shelly back at home with, with Lenny. And she's brought she's the She's wearing the bracelet. Oh, she! I didn't. I know we saw that and I, I didn't pick up on it. I was like, I know we're seeing her wrists in her hand for a reason. And I didn't pick up on it. So she's wearing the power bracelet that Bambi gave her. And she's showing Lenny, the photos that Bambi took. And so she's trying to re- she's trying to kindle something and saying like, you know, here I am in the sexy. and like, I want to be with you and I want to do this with you. And so let's, let's try which I think is special. I mean, that's huge. Honestly, I would imagine in the 70s that there were not many couples that were willing to face that and move through that and and try and be better for each other. If they did, I would imagine there were a lot of, that ended in divorce or no one ever said anything.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think professional Boudoir photography was much of a thing in the 70s either. Probably not. There's probably some like crazy Polaroids out there.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that was definitely more of a professional thing. I mean, I'm, I'm sad for Bambi, but also too, like this is a relationship that needs to be honored. And until it is done, you know, this is the relationship that takes precedent. Then we've got Joyce coming home and bag full of groceries and Doug's at her apartment. And she's like, "Oh, Mr. You know, Mr. Valley, look, find in Pasadena."
0: <laughs> Which,
1: for some reason, Pasadena just makes me immediately think of The Graduate and gotcha. Mrs. Robinson.
0: I really don't know LA geography. I feel like I've seen enough movies. I should start to figure it out, but I really don't. I know there's L.A., and then there's San Francisco, and everything in between is is cows and, and <laughs> Diaz brothers.
1: And everything in the north is serial killers.
0: <laughs> but so we have Betsy Magazine which has is come the, out.
1: Which is the New York Magazine. Yes, yes, yes. That she was offered, and I'm, I'm guessing, what's her freaking face? Wendy, what's her name? Yeah,
0: she took the position instead because Doug wouldn't give it to her.
1: Or she chose to write, like take at least like a right, you know, not a maybe a position, but just a, a a freelance writing and write about minx and kind but of dog them.
0: Doug is described as a greasy PT Barnum mixed with Judas Iscariot.
1: <laughs> I mean, that feels like both. I mean,
0: it feels pretty accurate. It, it does. It feels like all. If it hadn't had the Judas Iscariot, he'd probably be.
1: He'd be God. fine with a greasy PT Barnum. Greasy PT Barnum. He'd be like, oh wow, that's. Hot. Yeah, that's high praise.
0: Is Jake Johnson's Jewish? He might be okay with, with Judas Iscariot, too. <laughs> I don't
1: know. And there's back and forth. He's like, let's do this. Like, I don't want to do this with Wendy. Is it Wendy Chow? I don't, I don't.
0: I don't remember. Sorry. I can't remember
1: either. She's she's so bitchy. She's so good. But like, we don't focus on her name, really. But she's the, you know, author of Aphrodisiac. You know, he's like, I don't want to do that with her. I want to do this with you. Like, you get this, an even better
0: Freddie Prince Jr. line. What was it? Because she's not you.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is awfully romantic for
0: this not to be romantic. <laughs> I don't want to do it with her. Why? Like because she's not you.
1: And she's like, I've gotten all these letters from literary from literary agents, and he's like, That's great. That's fantastic. You deserve that. And she's like, But. Attached to them are just a whole bunch of other Doug Renetis where I'm not really gonna have control. People just want what I've created. And she doesn't say that exactly, but basically that's the vibe, you know. I and she says, I'm not sure I'm interested in giving up my power. And he's kind of like, wow, you know, he's kind of taken aback by that a little bit, like, okay. But then he says, Minx is yours, you know, I don't want to do this without you. You know, if if we're not going to do this together, it's yours. Free, free and clear, basically. And I can't wait to see what you do with it.
0: Yeah. Either a huge selfless gesture or a huge power play. One or the other. We'll see, we'll see in season 2.
1: And that's the thing. Like we 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 ended on this not knowing that season 2 would be coming, and so that's where this is, kind of like Joyce could do anything. And we end with fancy, which technically is originated by Bobby Gentry in 1969, but covered by Reba
0: McIntyre. Reba! Exactly.
1: That's bringing us back to our Tremors episode of Forbidden Cinema. Um, It is very much Fancy by Reba McIntyre, is very much put her on the books. Also uh, inspired a friend of mine. Her name is Fancy. Uh, (laughs) Her parents named her Fancy after that song. So, yeah, all, all ties together. The beginning of us covering Minx, um, came from our the best little whorehouse in Texas and the Burt Reynolds Centerfold in Cosmopolitan, and it and we, ends, end we end on Reba. We end on Reba, as we've just covered Tremors. So,
0: I just had a real Joe Latrulio moment and said that uh, the fellowship has parted, cahet is broken, Apollo has lifted his skirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that y'all is from. Oh man, role models. Role models. If you have not seen Role Models, it is way smarter than it is any right to be. And you have to
0: watch hilarious. for an hour before you turn it off because it's terrible.
1: You have to watch the whole thing.
0: You, if, you, if you get to, they brought a Minotaur, and you want to turn it off, then fine, fine. you can turn fine.
1: it off. But you got to keep it going from there. But anyway, so we've come to the end of season one.
0: We roll credits, and this is something in the streaming age. We've lost something with the streaming age. We've lost that going to a show, going to find something, watching it. It's just everything is there. We've lost something huge by just having everything at our fingertips. What we've gained, though, is when the last episode of something, there's no next episode button down in the corner. And the whole credits play. And there's no, like, three, two, one next episode in the corner. Yeah,
1: we get it all and we get... We get, the, the um, we get everyone as everyone and everyone get their, their full credit. And, you know, every single person that has been a part of the show has just eloquently and excellently created a space for this era, this message, uh, this vibe, and we're just excited to be a part of it. I know, I mean, we'll see what happens uh with season two. Um, you know, thank you so much for all of the Um, everyone involved in the show that's been listening and following us on Instagram. You guys are fantastic. And, you know, we hope to maybe talk to some of you guys. We'll see what, where that happens, but we're ready for season two and we're excited. We're not exactly sure what we're going to do with this feed in the meantime, but if you've got some suggestions, uh, we uh, definitely, you know, we're going to take probably to be taking
0: a few weeks off from Z- this feed. Zach
1: needs a break a little bit on some editing and but we'll be covering uh, something fun in in the meantime and we'll let you know what it is. We'll so definitely
0: to- be back for season two. I don't know. Send in, send in your suggestions. We just had what uh, two new seasons of Clone High announced. Mindy Kalig's Velma series announced we've got the staircase is coming out there's only murders in the
1: building second season is coming out so there's a bunch of things that we know that we're going to be excited to watch and and probably want to talk about so we're all about it but guys thanks so much for being on this ride
0: uh and cheers to everybody who's out there promoting this as well i mean i'm not gonna go out there and say that the couple hundred of you out there listening saved this show or the couple you know Almost a thousand people on Reddit talking about this, maybe save this show. But everybody that's involved in this in their interviews have said that it's the grassroots. This hasn't really broken through, but the grassroots have really, really made this possible for a second season. So I'm just thrilled to be a part of that.
1: So rewatch while you rewatch, you know, re-listen. join us, re listen, send us your thoughts. We'll We'll still be obviously talking about things here and there, and who knows? Excited to keep the conversation going. So that's it on Minx Season 1 on HBO Max. And we will see you guys soon.
0: All right. So check us out on Instagram at uh, Minx on Max, Going oh, we, deeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, check our parent feed out. We've got... Uh, forbidden cinema podcast at gmail forbidden cinema on instagram where every week we take a look at movies we weren't allowed to watch as a kid this week i think we've mentioned a couple times we we just finished tremors a movie my aunt turned off after the third gd rule and so check us out see how we're doing and uh, i don't know should we just kind of just keep talking and let the credits roll and and there's, (laughs) and there's, there's there's no little countdown in the corner for the next episode
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, share it with your friends. Uh, Subscribe, follow, rate, review, Minks on Max Going Deeper, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Same thing with Forbidden Cinema. We'd love to get your feedback. Thanks so much, guys. We are loving every second.
0: All right, we'll see you next season, guys.
1: Bye. Bye.